everyone. Welcome back to episode 33 of Oi with the Terror Already. I'm one of your hosts, Sandra. And I'm your other host, Danielle. And it is a Halloween week, which is <laughs> insane that Halloween is on Sunday. I know. So, I know. I feel like, I don't know. I feel like October like went by really quickly. Yep. And now that we're going into like Thanksgiving and then like Hanukkah and then Christmas, like it's just going to speed up even more. I know. Yeah. The nice thing about like fall winter time is that it feels like there are a lot less work days because of all the mm-hmm. holidays and everything. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a true. kind of vacation mentality, even if you're not going on vacation. Yeah. I just booked all of my travel for Thanksgiving and Christmas and so expensive. Mm. <laughs> like they're definitely trying to get their money back from last year. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Because I'm doing – I'm going to Connecticut for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll be in Connecticut for Thanksgiving, and then I'll be in Seattle for Christmas. So. Okay. Yeah. I'm actually flying out to Seattle on Christmas Eve day. Oh, yeah. Because it's cheaper. It was cheaper than flying out by, like, quite a bit than on, like, December 23rd. Mm. But I don't know. I'm kind of, like, looking forward to it because then I don't have to worry about, like, work or my schedule. Yeah. And I get to, like – it's an early flight, so I get to, like, relax and stuff and still get to Seattle at, like, 12.30 their time, which is 3.30 our time, so less, like, jet lag. Mm-hmm. So or I'm hoping it's less jet lag. So I'm looking forward to it, but I was just, like, I hate I hate arranging, like, travel plans and flights mm-hmm. and trains, and it's always this time of year where it's really expensive, so kind of makes me wish I had a car, <laughs> but maybe next year. I thought you did like you would you would uh, get a rental sometimes from Boston. Sometimes, but those can also be really expensive. I did a rental for a day once, and it was literally like twenty four, not even twenty four hours, and it was like five hundred dollars. Oh wow! Okay. I was just like, no, yeah, it's it's like that's my last resort if right. I can't get my butt down to Connecticut. So I'm just taking the train. But even Amtrak is really expensive. Yeah. So. And they're all the good, because I waited too long, so all the good, like, trains are sold out. So I have to take, like, a really early one for Sunday morning, like, 9.30, which isn't bad, because I'll get back at, like, noon. So I'll get back to my apartment at, like, 1.30, so I'll still have, like, an afternoon and evening. Yep. So it actually works out well. It's just, like, it's going to be so crowded with all the students coming back. But I know this. It hasn't changed. It's every year. I do know this, so... Yeah, it's fun. So that's kind of part of my like oi of the week. (laughs) Mm. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out what I want to do for the holiday time. I was talking to my mom and she said that it sounds like she may or may not be throwing a um, party like for New Year's. That'll be fun. Well, yeah, but if it's like just my parents and their friends, I'm like, I don't know if I would go. So I'm trying to figure that out. And my birthday is two days after Christmas. So then that's always like a thing. So like lately, yeah. I, I've been celebrating Christmas with like Dave and his family. But then because my da- birthday is two days after, it's like if I want to go somewhere and do something that I would maybe do that like the 25th or 26th, which is right yeah. after. But um, 
yeah, like I never go anywhere because it's always so expensive because it's right around Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> to do anything, but um Dave and I at least were going to Provincetown early December, like the first weekend. So I'm excited for that at least. Yeah, that'll be good. Basically just like a long weekend type thing. But we're staying at this like cool hotel in Provincetown. So we're like, well, if the weather's not good, we can at least just hang out at the hotel and it should still be fun. So yeah, I feel like at this point, it's just it's hard, like balancing like what to like for me, like my parents are divorced and one parent yeah. lives on the East Coast, and one parent lives on the West Coast. So it's usually I do Thanksgiving with my mom and Christmas with my dad, which is easier. But this year I was like, no, I haven't spent Christmas with my mom in like two, three years. So like I'll switch mm. it up. And it's just like I really should just stick to Thanksgiving with Seattle and then Christmas with mm. Connecticut just because of like weather and stuff too. Like I never know what it's going to do in December. So that's always a risk too of like, am I messing up because I'm flying out? So Christmas in Connecticut does have that classic ring to it. It does. It has like that very like hallmark ring to it. But I was just gonna say, I feel like Seattle's probably. I've never been there. I want to at some point. I feel like it probably looks pretty around Christmas time. I mean, it's. I think it needs another few years because COVID really affected it. Oh, okay. So it's not doing great right now. If you're like out of Seattle and you were like, I think my mom and stepdad moved too, it's a little bit better because they're more out in like the country and not so much in the city. But the city got Mm. hit really hard with COVID. So I think it's going to take like probably two to three years to rebuild it back up to what it was, which is really unfortunate. Hmm. But – I can say that Mount, I realized, I want to say it's Mount St. Helen, which I think it is, is really cool. Because, oh, okay. like, you and I grew up in Connecticut. Like, I've never, I've seen mountains, like, I've skied and stuff, but, like, I've never seen, like, yeah. that type of, like, a mm. mountain or that kind of landscape. So that's really cool. Okay. From what I remember. It's very different. <laughs> but you also lived in Vermont, so I feel like for you it would kind of be like, huh. <laughs> the mountain <laughs> i want to go yeah i would like to go to the west coast more though i've been to california once apparently when i was little but like napa valley wine tours sound fun like doing something like that like very specific i want to do there's a train there's an amtrak train that goes from california to like chicago i want to do that because it's supposed to be gorgeous and yes it would be me being on a train for three days <laughs> But apparently it's supposed to be, like, amazing scenery. So I would love to do that. I think it'd be really fun. And I would definitely be a little bit bougie and get, like, a sleeper car so Mm -hmm. I can sleep. But I think it'd just be a really cool adventure to do. So one day. Mm -hmm. That's definitely on my bucket list. You must have Amtrak reward points if that's a thing. Yeah, I do. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have as many as I thought I would, though, because I haven't done Amtrak a ton because of covid but like i'll definitely rack those back up this time next mm. year <laughs> so eventually i will be rewarded for taking amtrak a lot so i guess oy of the week do you want me to go first or you want to go first you can go first all right so my oy of the week has to do with jury duty which i have to do tomorrow which i'm actually i'm ex- i'm excited for it in the sense that if i go 
And it's like best case scenario, I get to leave at like one o'clock because they're like, we have too many people or like we don't have any cases. Then at least I'm good until I'm like 32 because it's three years. So I want to get done for that reason. But the reason why it's my OI of the week is because I received misinformation where I thought I could like call and find out on Friday if I had to go. But then I got a voice because I left a message because they weren't the like the office wasn't open yet. And like I was typing in like my badge number and they weren't the mm-hmm. system was like, oh, we don't recognize this number. Like just leave a message and somebody will get back to you. And I was like, OK, cool. I'll just leave a message. Somebody called me when I was like in a meeting. Apparently, I've been trying to get in contact with the federal jury, which is different than the regular jury. And I know this because I've had I know people that I've had to do like the intense federal type jury um, for federal cases. So that was embarrassing. And also just like, yep, that makes sense. So that's my oil of the week because that was just a really stressful Friday morning and I didn't understand why my badge number wasn't working and like why I couldn't get in contact with anybody. And it's like, yeah, because you are calling us on the wrong day and this is for the federal jury, not for like the regular people jury. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that is my oil of the week. Oh, yeah. Hopefully you don't get selected or for whatever reason you don't have to I- stay there. If I do get selected, I want it to at least be for something, like, juicy. Like, I don't want it to be, like, traffic court. Yeah. I want it to be, like, something, like, not a murder trial, because that would be months, but, like, something at least a little bit interesting or with a little bit of Money laundering. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Why not? I feel like like there are cases that, like, I've heard about where I'm, like, I'm trying to also remember, like, if there's been any murder cases that have happened in Massachusetts these last, like, few weeks that might be... Because it's Boston, so I'm like, I don't know. Oh, maybe you'll get that gross one about the guy that was, like, molesting the horse. The what? It was a <laughs> kid. I know that's a Boston one that's from, like, a few months ago. They oh, found no. a guy in a barn, like, molesting a horse. Oh, no. It's I gross. hope it's not that one. <laughs> I don't know. That's, like, the only one I can think about that's not murder-related. Yeah. I'm just hoping that it's, like, a slow week and they're like, yeah, y'all are good. Go home. Because then at least I can say that I had, like, a half day. I think that happened to Dave last time he got summoned. He showed up and then they just said, like, they didn't need him or something. Yeah, the other thing, too, is, like, they have on their website and they tell you when you call. They're like, you can bring, like, your phone, which I don't think Mm -hmm. you used to be able to do. I think phones were, like, no. Because I remember when I was called in Connecticut when we were, like, 19 – I, I couldn't have my phone with me or like on me or like I couldn't have it out even in the waiting room but um they're like yeah you can bring your phone you can bring like work or a book they're like but we don't have wi-fi so mm-hmm. figure it out yeah it's like I guess I'll just bring a book yeah I think that's what I did last time yeah yeah I just want it to be over and done and then I can just move on with October and move on until november mm-hmm. so but i'll let you know don't know if i can let the listeners know because might be called for something but i'll let you know danielle okay you can always pretend to be crazy to get out of it that's what my dad said <laughs> he's like just like start spouting stuff or start acting weird and yeah. we'll let you go and i'm like will they let me go or will they arrest me <laughs> will i be held in like contempt of court 
If you're not the witness, the type of witness that they'd want, they probably, yeah, you wouldn't be selected, but I don't know how you would know that. (laughs) But like also, so one of my cousins is a lawyer and my grandpa was a cop. So I'm like, I come from that type of stock where I'm like, generally speaking, like, I don't think the law is right or wrong, but I don't know. I'm going to see if I can work that in and be like, don't pick me. (laughs) So, but yeah, we'll see. We'll also see how strict they are. Okay, so my order of the week is that we need to get a roof guy out of the house now because we've basically had this since we moved in, but it's definitely worse now. It's pretty apparent. And like the dining room area, there is a sort of, it initially, it was just like a spot or two that like looked like kind of like a crack, but not quite like you mm-hmm. could just tell there was something going on in the ceil- with the ceiling. But it was like that small. So we we're like, OK, fine, whatever. But now the past month, it's like bigger. So it's kind of this like round circle thing. And some of the paint is coming off and stuff. So it seems like there's maybe water damage. And it's supposed to basically downpour like tomorrow and Wednesday. So I'm like, oh, <laughs> and there's nothing. There is no room above that room. It's just like, I guess, part of the roof or whatever. So, yeah, so we're going to have to get that looked at. And it sounds like someone should be able to come look at it this week. And then someone else is coming to look at it in like a week and a half or something. But I'm like, oh, no. Like, Dave has been trying to get people to come out since last week, but he hasn't been able to get a hold of anyone, and we got, like, two responses so far, so. Yeah, that, is it, like, the same thing that was happening in the guest room last year? Um, there was, yeah, it's kind of similar. I think, yeah, that ended up being related to something with the chimney, like, we had to get a chimney guy come, and he had to, I don't even remember now, he did something, but yeah, it was also, like, related to water damage. So, yeah, we had that fixed, and this is now, like, in another room on the other side. Mm-hmm. So, it doesn't look too bad, but yeah, I guess we'll just have to add something to the, to prevent water getting in or whatever, so. Yeah, better to fix it now when it's, like, not too, too horrible than to probably wait. Yeah, I mean, definitely before it starts snowing. Yeah. Like, so, yeah, hopefully whoever, like, you don't want to go with the first person who looks on it because you want to compare quotes and stuff, but I want to be able to get a second person before, like, two weeks. (laughs) Yeah. So we're probably just going to have to keep calling people. And it is, like, well, at least we're supposed to get a ton of rain this week. I know. I was like, no. <laughs> so, but hopefully it'll mm-hmm. stay until you guys can have somebody look at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's good we've noticed it before. Like, it's at a spot, at least, that it's noticeable. Because we never really use the dining room. I just, like, go in maybe once a week, if that, to grab something. So, it's better to at least, like be able to tell something's happening so yeah hopefully it's nothing too big hopefully because we had the roof done they had the roof done i think it has been about 10 years which is like the amount of time you're supposed to start looking at getting it redone or whatever 
So maybe we can last slightly longer and then have to worry about that later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, or definitely. Maybe next year do something. <laughs> this is where kudos to anybody who like has property, like has like a house and stuff. Cause like my sister's going through similar stuff with her roof too. Mm. Her apartment is like the third floor of this like old Victorian that I think has been around since like she said 1880. Oh wow. So it's like seen some stuff. It's seen a lot of history. Yeah. But I know she's been having issues with her roof and I know a few other friends that have having issues with their roofs. So mm. kudos to all of you because that is why I rent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't even imagine an older house. Ours is from 1950. So houses built in the 50s are usually pretty solid at least. But yeah, yeah like an older house, I can't imagine. It's probably like twice as much work or whatever. Yeah, but it is. It's a a lot. I told also when you were talking about the roof, I totally thought you were gonna go to like we have a rodent issue because I know you guys have seen like mice and stuff. And yeah, we actually haven't. Yeah, we thought we heard. I mean, we both did hear something, but we haven't heard it since then. Last week, exactly a week ago, um, Dave and I heard what sounded like scratching in the wall of the bathroom. But we were like, okay, the cats aren't going crazy, so I guess it's not bad. And then after that one time, like neither we haven't heard anything since. So I don't know, Yay. maybe it like went outside or is in the basement or whatever. Cats, so. maybe. Maybe the cats got it. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, Dave and I were saying like Georgia could have killed so many mice in the basement and the basement's kind of a big size. So like we might not even like know what I don't know. <laughs> Until they like decompose. I know. And you smell like, it. There are parts of the basement where it's like kind of there are panels. So there are parts we don't really go through normally. So I'm like, like there could be so many things we don't know. <laughs> yep. There could be so many like mysteries down there that you just don't don't know. Which is fine. But maybe we'll know about if we ever have to get like electrical things done or plumbing things done related to the basement and then one day they'll someone will be like did you know that blah blah blah, blah. did you know there are all these like mice carcasses in the basement <laughs> that spells out georgia <laughs> georgia was here I feel like I like how you blame Georgia more than you blame Tim. I feel like Tim could if he wanted to, like totally. Tim could like deliver so much carnage onto like mice, but he chooses not to because he's a pacifist. I don't know. I feel like you guys kind of also need to get Anastasia from your parents yeah. up there. I feel like she would have fun. I don't know. Hunting. Did I tell you she has arthritis now? No. Oh, poor Anastasia. But she's still super active. Whenever I visit my parents, she's always like jumping up and down like tables and going outside and running around. So that's good at least. Yeah. But yeah, cats can get arthritis. Poor kitty. And then there's mm-hmm. Leia, your mom's other cat, who's like, you don't see because she's always <laughs> hiding. Yeah, she's interesting. I remember she was so little when your mom got her. She was tiny. I mean, she still is kind of like, I feel like out of all of your cats, she might still be the smallest. Yeah. Aside from maybe Georgia, just because of age. But 
good times. Good times watching Anastasia hunt. <laughs> and trying to get into my car as I'm trying to leave. Oh, classic Anastasia. <laughs> we didn't send each other hints. No, I forgot. And if I did, I would have given it away. Yeah, I was so. worried about that too with my... Basically, mine is a little bit on the short side, but it's kind of a combination. So I basically combined like a little bit about, obviously because it's Halloween week, like a little bit about the legend of Halloween, but also the story of how we came to have jack-o'-lanterns. Oh, cool. Which I thought was interesting. And I don't know if you know the story or if you know a lot about it. I didn't. Um... One of my friends told me about it like years ago. Pagans. Yes. Does have to do with no, pagans. Everything goes back to them. Which, of course, it's always like, yeah, it's it's the pagans' fault. <laughs> but it does have to do with a little bit of like Irish and Scottish. And there's a whole folklore behind why we have the jack-o'-lantern, which I found, found interesting. So I hope you guys do too. So basically, just to kind of briefly because halloween does have kind of an extensive history to kind of sum it up um halloween is actually based on the the celtic festival called samhain and it's spelled s-a-m-h-a-i-n but it's pronounced samhain and it's a celebration in ancient britain and ireland that actually marked the end of summer and the beginning of the new year on november 1st This was believed that during Samhain that the souls of those who had died that year um, would travel to the other world and that other souls would return to visit their homes. And then it says, it basically explained that back, dating back to the 8th century CE, the Roman Catholic Church actually moved All Saints Day, which was a day that was celebrating the church saints to November 1st. This meant that All Hallows Eve or Halloween actually fell on October 31st. And traditions from Samhain um, actually remained. These traditions included wearing disguises to hide yourselves from the souls that were wandering around your home and included the folklore about why we carve jack-o'-lanterns, which I'll get into in a little bit. And that was actually incorporated into Halloween. And basically, um, it turns out that people in Ireland, they didn't actually have pumpkins to carve, so they would actually carve turnips. And then when mm. they came over to the States, they realized that they could also use pumpkins. So I also found a little bit of history about the history of pumpkin carving. So it actually turns out over time that the practice of carving spooky faces on a pumpkin evolved into basically other forms of pumpkin carving. The original idea of the jack-o'-lantern was actually to scare away the evil spirits. So the Irish would actually set the car pumpkins or turnips by their doors and windows um, in hopes that they would protect them. Then modern pumpkin carving is often done now for entertainment. But while carving faces onto the pumpkins is still really popular, people also, also carve different designs. And some organizations are known to kind of distribute different patterns and different types of pumpkin carving. For example, students might use a pattern to carve the name of a symbol of their school into a pumpkin. And there we have pumpkin carving contests and pumpkin throwing contests, which are also now very popular on Halloween. So the main 
focus that I wanted to kind of touch upon was why do we why do we have jack-o'-lanterns like what is the significance where did this come from because it is kind of weird how we carve a pumpkin and then we put like a candle in it and it is supposed to ward off the evil spirits so I was kind of like where did this come from why do we do this so it all goes back to the legend of stingy jack And it turns out that people have actually been making jack-o'-lanterns at Halloween for centuries. This practice actually originated from the Irish myth about a man nicknamed Stingy Jack. According to his story, Stingy Jack actually invited the devil to have a drink with him. And true to his name, Stingy Jack didn't want to actually pay for his drink, so he actually convinced the devil to turn himself into a coin that Jack could use to buy their drinks. Once the devil did so, Jack decided to keep the money, put it in his pocket next to the silver cross, which prevented the devil from changing back into his original form. Jack did eventually free the devil under a condition that he would not bother Jack for one year, and that should Jack die, he would not claim his soul. So then the story goes on to saying that the next year, Jack again tricked the devil into climbing into a tree to pick a piece of fruit. While the devil was up into the tree, Jack carved a sign and a cross into the tree's bark so the devil could actually not come down until the devil promised Jack not to bother him for 10 more years. It was soon after that that Jack died, and as the legend goes, God would actually not allow such an unsavory figure into heaven. So the devil, upset by the trick that Jack had played on him and keeping his word not to claim his soul, would not allow Jack into hell. He actually sent Jack off into the dark night with only a burning coal to light the way. Jack put the coal into a carved-out turnip and has been roaming the earth with it ever since. The Irish began to refer to the ghostly figure as Jack of the Lantern, and then it simply became Jack-o'-lantern. Now in Ireland and Scotland, people began to make their own versions of Jack's lanterns by carving scary faces into turnips, potatoes, and then eventually pumpkins, placing them into windows or near doors to frighten away Stingy Jack and any other wandering evil spirits. In England, there are actually, they use large beets to make the carvings. And then when the Irish, Scottish, and English came over and emigrated into the United States, they brought that jack-o'-lantern tradition with them. And they found that pumpkins, which is a fruit native to America, actually make the perfect jack-o'-lanterns. That is my story for this week. Okay. But I thought it was interesting. I liked how, and I've heard it before, I kind of like how it involves, like, all of the folklore, creepy stuff, like, obviously the devil, and then obviously, like, a guy is being punished for his decisions, and how he's called Stingy Jack, and then how he is, like, kind of forced to go out and basically just be roaming the earth for all eternity it sounds like with just like a piece of coal to guide him and I like how Mm -hmm. I think it's cool that the Irish and the Scottish use turnips I vaguely remember that when I was in grad school um, and that the English use beets I haven't heard that one but I thought it was kind of interesting how that legend is still like talked about today and how we still use it and it's something that like I've never really thought about it's just always been like okay, it's time to carve our pumpkins. Like, what design do you want to use? Never realizing that there's actually, like, a cool story behind why we do that. Mm. And it's still a very popular tradition. And now people are doing things, like, 
they're realizing that you could plant the seeds or that you could cook the seeds and mm-hmm. that they make like a really good snack and stuff. So it's like still kind of evolving, but it's still based around this one like activity. Yeah, it's interesting to find out how everything gets its meaning mm-hmm. behind it. Yeah. Like, I like how it's like, it kind of reminds me of like Greek mythology, like, mm-hmm. oh, that person's name was that. That's why that's the name of the holiday or mm-hmm. whatever. Like, I don't know. So it's like, oh, it all makes sense now. Yeah. So remember, guys, when you put out your jack-o'-lanterns this year to ward off evil spirits and stingy jacks. I also think it's interesting because I do think it's also obviously part of like the Halloween tradition to obviously be in costume to confuse like evil spirits. So I thought that's kind of a cool tradition as well. Because again, Hmm. you don't really think about it. You're just more along the lines of what do I want to do for a costume this year? So, but I do like, I don't know. I remember like when we would go trick-or-treating as kids, like (laughs) there was always like the older kids like telling us younger kids like scary stories, obviously to freak us out. And the one about, I think there was one for a while that was about, like, the white lady and how, like, she comes back to Halloween and she can leave the graveyard and, like, walk around Easton mm-hmm. or Reading or wherever. So I was always, like, terrified that, like, we were going to run into her. Even though we were nowhere near the graveyard <laughs> and that area. Like, we were further away. But, yeah. There must be so many people that try to, like, do stuff there on Halloween. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure people still do. We just, I just drove by the graveyard last, last weekend when I was in Connecticut and mm-hmm. like, I didn't say anything. My mom, like just out of nowhere was like, oh, the white lady. I was like, <laughs> you know about it too. <laughs> you know, it's bad when you're, when your mom. Right. Not even any mom, just like your mom is like, oh, the white lady. Yeah. And it's like, does, does she listen to the podcast or? I mean, I've told her about it, but yeah, it's funny. It's like, it's definitely a well-known thing. <laughs> like, Yep. Anything tied to Ed and Lorraine Warren is very well-known, especially yeah. in in the little hamlet that we grew up in. <laughs> so. Actually, I learned there's a difference between a graveyard and a cemetery. Is this? Have, did you tell me this? One is called one because there's a church. Yep. I don't remember which. I think it's a graveyard if it's on the church grounds and a cemetery if it's by itself. Mm. But I don't quote me on that. I could be wrong. So it's a graveyard then because there's a church. Let me see because I also, I just don't want to like get it wrong. Our listeners will get so mad. Well, I just don't want to come on next week and be like, so... (laughs) <laughs> found out the difference not that anybody cares at this point because it's past halloween i'm sure we'll talk about graveyards and cemeteries more often i mean i probably will be talking about it so hmm. and something about how cemeteries only like christians can be buried there which isn't i don't think that's true it says a graveyard refers to a burial ground within a churchyard yep so that's what you were saying. Yeah. yeah, so graveyards are burial grounds attached to a church. Cemeteries are standalone sites. Okay. So that, I guess, is a graveyard? Yeah, because there's a church. There's two. Yeah. Because there's a church right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Now we know. Yay. We don't have to look it up for next week. So yeah, it is a graveyard. You learn facts when you listen to this podcast. You do. You also <laughs> listen to us learning facts as well. We all learn together. We do. I'm really curious about yours now because you just reminded me that you never sent a hint. So I have no idea. One of the reasons I didn't send you a hint is because this is kind of in your jurisdiction and I didn't want you to tell me I couldn't do it. I wouldn't have cared. (laughs) I don't know. Wait, is this from the show that you were telling me about? Oh, no. But yeah, that was a really good show. Um, Church's... Churches, something, and legends on the Travel mm-hmm. Channel. I just discovered it, but I think it's, it seems like a newer type show. Well, I will have to listen then. Yes. Or I will have to watch it. I don't know. Listen, I guess watch it. I'll just check it I'm out. I'm not sure how many episodes there are, but I saw five on Sling. So, yeah, I watched all of them and they were good. Except for episode four, because for some reason that was missing. <laughs> but I didn't watch the other ones. There's always, like, one on Sling or whatever where you're like, why? Like, I know now that all of the original Ghost Hunters episodes are now on Discovery Plus. Like, all the episodes. Mm. So I'm excited because I loved that show. Yeah. There's so many seasons of it now. I know. There's, like, ten seasons. (laughs) How many haunted places can you go to? (laughs) Well, because they have... (laughs) doing it for so long because they have like ghost hunters and they have ghost hunters international yeah yeah so that just like broadens everything allows for more locations but all the ghosts like shows as we've seen with everything that like i've talked about where i'm like this place went to it and this place like they went to it they all they all seem to go there so i kind of like the shows that have like more obscure, like you don't know about this versus like this was in The Conjuring. Well, I can tell you right now, my topic is not obscure and the ghost hunters have definitely been there. Okay, now I'm intrigued. And for once, you are plugging the travel channel and not me. That was actually a good segue to lead into this though. It was. All right, let's hear it. I'm curious now. I am talking about the Winchester Mystery House. Okay. Yeah. So that's why I I said it's sort of more your wheelhouse because there's so much like surrounding it with, yeah, basically so much speculation because it's so mysterious and creepy, kind of considered odd. And yeah, like no one knows for sure what went on and stuff like that. So there are like ghost stories about it and, Apparently, it was featured on like Ghost Hunters, Ghost Adventures, Mythbusters, and something called Ghost Brothers. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. I haven't seen that episode, but oh, I. Okay. <laughs> I was like, is this a real. Did I write that right? Okay. But I, I know, yeah, that's, that's an interesting show. It's very comical. Oh. Is it like Property Brothers, but 
ghost version? No, it is like ghost hunters, but they're very funny. Like oh. they, they're serious when they need to be, but like they kind of like make it more lighthearted and less I feel terrifying. Like I would have liked that one more than hmm, a funny one. I think they're I think they're also on Discovery Plus. I've watched like a few episodes. They're not bad. They're pretty I I like them more than like the Zach Bagans one. Hmm. Though I can't remember his show. I think he's like ghost something. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know that guy. I know him because I've had to watch a few episodes and He's interesting. Yeah, you definitely know a lot more of Travel Channel things. It's because I have no life and I watch a lot of Travel Channel. I mean, after I discovered that Castle show over the weekend, I was like, maybe I should watch Travel Channel more because that show was pretty good. They have definitely gotten better, Mm -hmm. I think. But yeah, yeah, I I like the Travel Channel because it's not always like scary stuff it's yeah. like interesting too so and you yeah. just you learn a lot mm-hmm. so all right so the winchester house this is exciting so i feel like it was good for halloween time because it's sort of a classic i guess um the main reason why sarah winchester built this famous and extravagant home was to appease the spirits who lost their lives at the hands of her husband's Winchester rifles. Mm-hmm. From 1886 to 1922, it seemed that construction on the home was never ending. In the end, the total count was 24,000 square feet. It had 10,000 windows, 2,000 doors, 160 rooms, 52 skylights, 47 stairways and fireplaces, 17 chimneys, 13 bathrooms, and six kitchens. In 1923, it was priced at $5 million and now is worth $71 million. Sarah Winchester, the woman behind all this construction, was born Sarah Lockwood Party in 1839 or 1840. It's not really confirmed which year. So she was born in New Haven to Sarah Burns and Leonard Hardy. She was raised in a progressive household with her father socializing with free thinkers and abolitionists. Sarah proved to excel in school and learned four languages. She was petite at 4'10 and 95 pounds and developed a reputation as a great beauty and received the nickname as the Belle of New Haven. Sarah married William Winchester on September 30th, 1862, and I guess she knew him since childhood. William's father was co-owner of the Winchester Davies Shirt Manufactory. William was groomed to take over the company at a young age, but this changed when William's father, Oliver, shifted gears by developing an interest in firearms. He took control of the Volcanic Arms Company and established the Winchester Repeating Arms Company in 1866. William sold his shares from the shirt company and became the secretary of Winchester Repeating Arms. The business proved to be very lucrative. The 1873 Winchester rifle model became known as the gun that won the West. More than 700,000 rifles were sold through 1916. Well-known people, including Buffalo Bill Cody, Annie Oakley, and President Theodore Roosevelt, used Winchesters. 
In June 1866, Sarah gave birth to a daughter, Annie, but she was born with an inability to process calories and actually died from malnourishment six weeks later. Sarah and William did not have any other children. And William Winchester died in 1881 from tuberculosis. And it was at this point Sarah became one of the wealthiest women in the world. The widow inherited a 50% stake in the company that was worth $20 million. She established the Winchester Chest Clinic at New Haven Yale Hospital and proceeded to move to California to start her next chapter with extended family members. In 1886, Sarah purchased a 40-acre plot of land in San Jose, California. It came with an eight-room cottage. Over the next 20 years, Sarah spent $5 million to convert the cottage into a 160-room mansion, which covered 24,000 square feet. Construction was halted in 1906 after the San Francisco earthquake. As a result of the earthquake, a seven-story tower and upper floors of the mansion were toppled. The final two decades of Sarah's life were spent at a home nearby in Atherton, while parts of the Winchester house were in disrepair. Sarah Winchester died from congestive heart failure on September 5, 1922. The home was sold and reopened as a roadside attraction. It was added to the National Register of Historic Places and designated a California historical landmark in 1974. Today, the Winchester Mystery House is a major tourist attraction. The home has an elaborate layout. So this is one of the reasons why the house is considered so interesting and why people have so many questions and everything is because of the odd layout. So there are stairways that stop at ceilings, doors when you open them that just lead to walls, large rooms that contain smaller rooms, And I guess the house is commonly thought to be haunted by the spirit of a former caretaker named Clyde who roams the halls. And Sarah believed that the untimely deaths of her husband and daughter were basically karmic payback for all the lives lost from the Winchester rifles. Apparently, Sarah was told by a medium that she must continue expanding the home so she can pacify the spirits of the dead who might be looking for vengeance or something, I guess. The widow had construction teams working constantly and communicated with spirits in her seance room where she would receive instructions on how to design the home further. In 2010, Mary Jo Ignofo A history teacher published a biography of Winchester titled Captive of the Labyrinth, Sarah L. Winchester, Heiress to the Rifle Fortune. Ignofo actually refuted some common misconceptions of the famous home, including Sarah being influenced by a medium to continue expanding upon the home. The author found correspondence where Sarah mentions needing to stop construction for periods of time. It is thought the odd layout of the home was attributed to the 1906 earthquake. Instead of rebuilding sections that were damaged from the earthquake, 
Sarah simply had passageway sealed off. That resulted in the doors and stairways leading to nowhere. In addition, no concrete evidence was ever found to prove that the construction workers thought that Sarah Winchester was acting crazy because that's like another common thing that's talked about. Like, oh, Sarah Winchester must have been crazy that she was doing all this. And I guess there's actually no concrete evidence to prove that Sarah communicated with the dead either. It is thought that these rumors persisted because as Sarah got older, she became more and more reclusive from the outside world. And apparently this may have been tied to her suffering from severe rheumatoid arthritis. So I don't know if you saw this, but in 2018, February 2018, a film simply called Winchester was released and it's starring Helen Mirren. And I did watch it. (laughs) So it's commonly it's thought to have embellished on like basically all the major mysticism like things rumors surrounding sarah winchester in the house so it basically like makes it seem even more dramatic and makes her very mysterious and everything um but so overall i guess it was like an okay movie but it did seem a little cheesy at parts but i would recommend watching it especially around halloween so yeah that's the story of sarah winchester and the winchester mystery house yeah, I've thought about like doing that eventually, but I'm glad you did it. <laughs> yeah, it was just like I couldn't it's just like one that I feel like everyone knows about mm-hmm. and I was like, hmm, Halloween and I don't know, it has that kind of like I feel like everyone tries to make it seem like it's a haunted house, which maybe is why I thought it related to Halloween, but yeah, I mean, it is a really, it's a really big, like, tourist attraction, and obviously mm-hmm. with the movie that, I do remember seeing, like, trailers for the movie for Winchester, and watching the trailers, it's like, oh, they're really playing up, like, her, you know, believing the medium, and having to have, like, the house continuously being built, and everything, then more of, like, prob, because, like, what the, te- what the teacher who wrote the book says does make sense of why, like, during the earthquake, they wouldn't go back and fix things, and, like, why there's constant construction, because it is a really big house. I mean, you said 10,000 windows. Can you imagine right. cleaning 10,000 windows? <laughs> I know. I can't imagine. Yeah. Initially, it was just an eight-bedroom cottage. Yeah, and now it's this massive thing. Right. And it, I, I think she did have like a hard life and losing your daughter and then your husband and I didn't know also that she donated the wing or whatever it was donated money to Yale New Haven Health because her it seems like it was because her husband died from tuberculosis so yeah I mean it seems like she was like she was like a good a good person to do that I also like how your second story is about probably connected to connecticut i don't know why that makes me laugh but yeah yeah. i forgot about that that or maybe i didn't know that she was from new haven so i think i did know i think i remember listening to i think the podcast and that's why we drink like way back when they started did Mm -hmm. an episode and i was listening and i was like wait new haven that's cool so yeah but it's definitely i don't know i think i've heard of people going to it i've never been i've kind of always wanted to go just like check it out yeah that could be fun to check out 
but they've said it's kind of crazy because like there are stairs that lead to nowhere right. and there are doors that open to nothing and it's like why i know it's just like yeah it, that would be so crazy to see in person because you never see anything like that and like i think the guide said something like yeah you have to be careful walking around because like you could get lost mm. it's a big house so it's just kind of crazy but yeah it's a really interesting story yay Thanks, everyone, for listening to another episode of Oi with the Terror already. Um, This is coming out Thursday before Halloween, so everyone have a safe and happy Halloween weekend. And we release new episodes every Thursday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. We have a Facebook and Instagram account, and they're both called Oi with the Terror already, so be sure to like and follow stuff. If you have any stories or want to say hi, you can email us at oywiththeterroralready at gmail.com. And we'll see you all next week. Happy Halloween. Bye. Or boo.